What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Windshield Factor podcast. This is the Built in Buffalo Network, and I am your host, Justice General. I have a very, 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 very special guest today. One of my favorite team members in the Built in Buffalo brand, uh, Brooke McBride. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing well. I mean, it's summer finally here in Rochester, so hopefully we don't get a surprise snowstorm. But, you know, we live in Rochester, so we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you oh, never know, we've especially. On, we've had snow on Mother's Day here before, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Yeah, that New York summer. weather is oh, is uh, crazy. <laughs> we get used to it after but, uh, a while. Yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> but uh, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, I mean, I guess we should talk about, you know, what's, what's really been the biggest news so far pertaining to the bills at least uh the julio jones trade uh what are your thoughts on that what you know the compensation was and how that's gonna you know shape the afc um i mean tessie's not known for their passing game they're known for derrick henry mainly kind of like how cleveland runs the ball all the time tennessee runs the ball all the time. So, I mean, it. it's kind of hard to, like, imagine what it's going to be because they don't throw that often. So it's like, how are you supposed to visualize it when they don't have the two-headed or three-headed monster that someone like Kansas City or Buffalo has? They kind of just have A.J. Brown and, oh, now we have Julio. And we have Derrick Henry, who's going to be running the ball 90% of the time. So it's it's so hard to like think about it because it's like when he was in Atlanta, I couldn't watch the games unless he was playing Buffalo or was a nationally televised game. So mm-hmm. I know he's a fantastic receiver and he'll probably do something that will help Ryan Tannehill. However... He's also got the injury bug, too, so it's like you're kind of like weighing the options of like, I think it's good for Tennessee, but I don't think it's like Stephon Diggs coming to Buffalo help. So that's that's how I see it. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I don't I don't see it being like a super like game changing thing, like like a Stephon Diggs to Buffalo thing. Um, I do think it'll help them more and at least help get them, uh, you know, more players maybe outside of the box so they'll be able to run with Derrick Henry more often and more, uh, and you know, more consistently. Um, so I, I see that working for them, uh, but I, I definitely see what you're saying uh, about that. So where do you think that do you or do you think that the Tennessee Titans have made a jump? as far as the AFC content, you know, Super Bowl contention, or what's your AFC rank right now? I mean, as much as I hate saying this because I really don't like the Chiefs, they're they're in the king spot, and Buffalo's in, like, the queen spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they're so close, and I think Tennessee's in the top five, but I think they're, like, fourth or fifth because I think Indy's third, and then it's like maybe maybe Tennessee 
maybe Baltimore or vice versa. Like, I think that's how it is. Chiefs, Bills, Indy, and then Baltimore and Tennessee can be flip-flopped for fourth and fifth. Okay. That's interesting that you said uh, Indianapolis at three. So you're a believer in Carson Wentz then? Yes and no. I wasn't a huge fan of him in his 2017 season. And then ever, or, you know, since he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, or whatever, to me, he's just kind of like a huge crybaby of like, oh, I don't want to be a backup. I don't want to face competition. <laughs> well, toughen up, Buttercup. Like, it's the NFL. You're going to have competition. And it's, and if you're throwing a huge fuss because, my God, your season was done by what, week eight? And you're upset because Jalen Hurts got to start for the rest of the season? Like, okay. And then you're acting like an absolute horrible person. And then you get shipped off to Indianapolis. And which I'm not going to lie. They were a really good team last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, they gave Buffalo a very hard time. So much so that I was pacing and like my heart was in my throat that game. (laughs) <laughs> and like if it hadn't been for Micah Hyde swatting that ball down, Buffalo may not have made it to the AFC championship game. So the offense for Indy, I'm kind of like, okay, let's see where it goes. Defense wise, they're they're stacked. And yeah. I'm more afraid of their defense than I am of their offense. So I would and I'm the same way kind of with the but other teams on the front of I'm more scared of their defense than offense. Okay, so you're you're more of a fan of a Carson Wentz as the player versus the person. Yes. I think he, okay. if he's in the right <laughs> mindset, I think if he's in the right mindset and he's not acting like a crybaby and not getting his way, I think he can be a really great player. Because at the end of the day, yes, you're the quarterback and yes, you're making the most money. But if you're acting like a horrible person in the locker room and people are like, yeah, no, they're, he's blaming us when we're doing our job, when we're being told to run this play and then he's throwing a fit saying, no, I don't want to run that play. I don't want to run that play. They keep doing it wrong. They keep doing it wrong when it's you who have the, your hands on the ball every single snap. So how are they doing their job wrong? So it's just, if you can be in the right mindset and you can be that humble person of saying, okay, I messed up there. It wasn't them. It was me. I can enjoy the player too. And I can also enjoy the person. Got you. Okay. Um, to go back to what you said about you're more afraid of Indy's defense than anything. Well, uh, you mentioned a couple of other teams that you were concerned about their defense. What are the teams were those? I mean, the Rams there. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. The first half of the week three game, it was bad. Yeah. And then they looked really, really good. It reminded me of their Super Bowl run, like their defense, where it was the most boring Super Bowl on plant Earth. <laughs> and don't worry, I'm a huge fan of defense. I love defense, but I also want to see scoring. But mm. I feel like without your defense being stout, 
you're not going to win many games, no matter how prolific your offense is. So with that, I mean, like I said, the Rams, San Fran, they had a decent one last year. I mean, let's be honest, they had an all-star team on their IR list. Yeah, so, that's true. And they still want, they still managed to win some games. So that defense, Miami's defense, although they got shredded week 17. Um, <laughs> I mean, they got shredded, which was bad. But yet again, they didn't have fits. So week 17 for Miami was just lost. Um, but they had a really good defense. Jacksonville a few years ago scared me a lot. Um, New England sometimes because they can be spotty. And well, hold on. Yeah, Baltimore's defense is good. I have a question for you. You said that Miami's defense got shredded, but they didn't have fits, which tells me. Mm, you're you don't believe in Tua Tonga Vailoa. I'm 50 50. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think he has the talent to be good, mm-hmm. but I don't think he had confidence rookie, the rookie year. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna switch it to horseback riding for a quick second and talk about myself. So don't worry, I'm not trying to sound psychotic of myself. But with my horse, he absolutely lacks confidence. So I have to be the one that's the confident one to tell him, okay, we're going to jump this, these two jumps and mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And I have to be the one to say, okay, we're doing it and not freak out at the last second and be like, okay, no, we're not doing it. And that's how I kind of see Tua. It's he's, lacking the confidence and he needed and he needs that support to be the confident like have the confidence behind him saying no we're gonna do this this is what we're gonna do and we are going to do it and not have so to you like, feel like the last okay right right so i was gonna say you feel like brian flores didn't really give him the confidence boost that he needed to be great exactly because with josh's rookie year it was it was a hard season for all of us Bills fans. It was hard, but whenever we were getting blown out, did did Sean pull Allen? No. When he was looking bad, did he get pulled? No. What did Tua do when he got when he played bad? I'm not gonna lie. Denver game, Vegas game, he was not looking good. But Brian Flores pulled him. And instead, that kind of gave, I think it was kind of like, not reverse psychology, but like kind of giving Tua the wrong idea of like, oh, I can mess up and I can still get all the credit because Fitz will come in and save me. No, you're not going to get all the credit. Fitz is going to get the credit because he's the one that saved the day for you. But week 17 rolls around, Fitz tests positive or got contact traced or whatever, and they're screwed. They don't have a backup plan. So now his confidence that he thought he had flaked out. And Tua has struggled week 17. And I think he's going to struggle this year too. But I think by the end of the year, I think he's going to be looking really, really good. And let's not forget, he also had like a really bad hip injury. Yeah. (laughs) That's not hard or that's not easy to come back from. 
So I think he just needs a little bit more time, but, and I think he has the talent to be great. I think he just needs the confidence behind him to push him forward, to give him that confidence. Because now, and I'm going to go back to my horse, when I have that confidence, he, he gains that confidence. And he's right. like, okay, I can do this. We were just jumping like a, a triple jump. So it was like one jump, you have like three strides in between, another jump, three strides, another jump. Would not go over it for like five minutes. He jumped it and he was like, oh, okay. And I, the whole time I was letting him take his time, but also telling him, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it. And then he was doing it and he was fine. I think that's how Brian Flores needs to treat to it. Not exactly treat him like how I treat my horse, but have the <laughs> confidence boost behind him and push him forward. Because if he's just standing still, he's not going to progress. He's not going to decline. He's but he's just going to stay where he is. And Miami fans don't want that. Brian Flores doesn't want that. And Tua doesn't want that. So you got to show that you have confidence in him and make sure he feels the confidence behind him. That is a really great analogy, actually. Like, that was perfectly – that was done very, very well. <laughs> so, yeah. well, then – You ride horse and you have a very, like, not confident horse. I have zero experience with horses. I think I've been on a horse, like, once on a field trip in school. But, like, you you really brought the visuals, so I, I appreciate that. It was a really good analogy. Um, I've been on so, 11 years now. Wow. So. Oh, my gosh. So, so you, you, yeah, you have that confidence. <laughs> That's exactly why. Sometimes, not all um, the time, but I try to. Yeah. <laughs> so then since you do believe in Tua, going forward, I want to say, let's say at the end of the 2021 season, what do you think? the rankings for the first six quarterbacks in the AFC East will be, including a couple of backups, because I think there's a couple of backups that's better than a couple of starters. Yeah. I mean, Allen's definitely the first because he's, I mean, yeah, no, Allen's the first. Um, Trying to like Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are like probably fifth and sixth. Wow. I, I haven't seen them, so I have not watched like any of their stuff. So I'm that's fair. Okay, so wait, do you Zach have Wilson. Zach Wilson or Mac Jones at six? I probably have Mac Jones at sixth. Okay. And Zach, and, Wilson, and Zach at Wilson at five. Okay. Then, so what, at four? Yeah. And then I would eh. No, wait, no. I'd probably put two a third, then Cam at fourth, and then I'd probably put Mitch at second. <laughs> Maybe. I don't You know, I mean, that's I honestly I could see it. I think that that's that's kind of a fair ranking because Mitch led his team to the playoffs last year and you know, obviously but, Tua couldn't do I mean whether he, he they got to the playoffs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even if Miami made it to the playoffs, I'd I don't think they would have been able to go very far. And it wouldn't have been because of Tua if they did. No, it would have been because of the defense, mm-hmm. at least. But I think by – because what week did Tua start? He started, like, what, week six, seven? 
I don't even remember. Right. I know it was like they had already built up a cushion because Ryan won them a couple games. Yeah, Fitz went three and three, I think. And then they put in two, and everyone was like, why are you, why? And I was like, yeah. Poor Fitz, but you know, he's in Washington now. He'll be fine. Um, like, and if, let's be honest, that team rode that defense and special teams. There was a game where Tua threw like, what, 96 yards, and everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's not going to win you any games, like, at all. Like, and let's be honest, if Josh threw 96 yards and rode defense and special teams, oh, he would be crucified. Absolutely. But Tua doesn't. It's, oh my God. Why? It's 96 yards. <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. I remember that week, and uh, I was I was super confused as to why people were acting like he was playing well. There were there were a couple of games where he would throw like 200 yards, and I'd be like, but that's not like great, you know. I don't know why people are, you know, bigging him up like that. I mean, I guess because the whole tank for Tua thing that Miami was supposed to do or whatever it was didn't work or whatever, but. They still got Tua. And I think, like I said before, I think Tua will be a decent quarterback. He just needs the confidence in himself, and the team needs to have that confidence. And let's be honest, Brian Flores kind of messed that up by not letting Tua fail in Denver and in Las Vegas. The only time he let him fail was Buffalo. and He had no choice. He had no choice because he had no safety net. The safety net was completely gone. And they're standing on the sidelines like, we've really messed up. Had we maybe let to a fail in Denver and had we maybe let to a fail in Vegas, granted, we might not be in the playoffs instead of going 10 and six, we might be eight and eight, but at least Tua would be like, okay, they have enough confidence in me to keep me in there and let me fail rather than pulling me, which I think damages confidence more. Because then it's like, how short is that leash? Like, if you have one bad series, and then you go out in the next series and you throw one interception, are you going to be pulled? Right. And I think that's what Tua. I think that's what messed with Tua's confidence was. He didn't know when he was going to be getting pulled. And why? I think that really stunts a quarterback's growth. Like if Salah does that with Zach Wilson, if Bill, I mean, Bill Belichick, we don't know what he's going to do with Mac Jones because nobody with Bill, you never know. And it, I think it's just bad. You got to let these rookies fail. And granted to us, what first year was in COVID. So So yeah. let me ask you this. You you mentioned how having a safety net was pretty much detrimental to the development of Tua Tagovailoa. They yeah. now have Jacoby Brissett, who's not a bad quarterback at all. Yeah. One question I want to ask is, would Jacoby Brissett find himself in your top six? And also, is that a bad thing for Tua that it is Jacoby Brissett there? I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think Jacoby could make it in the top six. And 
it's more or less along the lines of like Matt Barkley helping Josh in a sense because let's be honest, Brandon being and Sean McDermott kind of messed up Josh's rookie year by keeping Peterman and McCarron. Yeah. And agreed. then ending up trading Karen and getting rid of Peterman. Which, I mean, hey, he's in Vegas, I thought, right? He signed another yeah. deal in Vegas. Good for him. He's making money. Riding the bench look cool. And <laughs> he's... But with Matt, he kept Josh kind of like away from Sugar High Josh. I mean, there were times where Josh would get into Sugar High mode and not be good but the connection that those two had helped josh grow in a sense and i think that might be a really good relationship for two at a half not necessarily with matt barkley i think he could do that with jacoby where it's not level because you obviously know two is going to be the starter but can tua have that person like fitz was doing in his rookie year of hey don't overthink this. Just do it. Because sometimes you just got to have a 50-50 ball. And if he can have that guy where, I mean, I mean, what, Jacoby's, what, in his 30s? Maybe 20s? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's early 30s. Um, however, so when Matt Barkley came to Buffalo, he, there was no way that Matt Barkley had the talent to surpass Josh Allen. Josh Allen was the future, and everybody knew it. Now, with yeah. Tua – we we think he's probably the future for the Dolphins, but mm -hmm. Jacoby might be as or a little bit more talented than Tua. That is a, a possibility. So do you yeah. think that do you think that uh Jacoby is looking to mentor Tua or do you think he's coming to take his job? Maybe both in a sense because if you're coming there with the idea of like, I'm going to take his job, but you can also mentor him. Even if like, if they have the quarterback competition and Jacoby ends up beating out Tua, even if he is the starter and Tua is kind of following him around with his little notepad and pen and paper and writing down everything and is being helped by Jacoby, I think it would be really, really good for him. So I think they, I think he can do both. Now, if that does happen, if Jacoby were to beat out Tua Tagovailoa in the preseason and is the week one starter, do you think that Tua's confidence would ever be able to bounce back to the point where he could be a franchise quarterback? Because it's it's different if you know you're a rookie and you come in and you sit for two years versus if right. you're given the keys. And then taking the keys are taken away from you multiple times. And then you come back your second year and they give you the keys. And then before week one, they're like, ah, we'll give them to you later. So do you think that his confidence will be okay? I I think it would eventually be okay. But if like <laughs> at first, I don't think it would be. And I don't agree with teams doing that to their rookies. And I mean, you know me, I'm all for patience and just waiting because had we just judged Josh on his first year, Josh might not be here. Yeah. Had we maybe had a general manager who was like, 
we believe in him and we're going to do everything we can to make sure he has what he needs to succeed. And we're going to get him an offensive coordinator who doesn't squish him into a system that he doesn't fit in instead of, but instead builds a system around him saying, okay, what can you do? And I think that helped build Josh's confidence. And if, if that were happening to Josh where the keys are given and they're taken, then they're given, then they're taken, then they're given, then they're taken. I don't think the confidence is ever coming back after that. And yeah, that's true. I think Tua needs a system like Buffalo has and, and where you get the offensive coordinator that's not trying to fit a round, like trying to fit a square into a round, into a round hole or whatever it is. And instead puts it together saying, okay, what can you do? Because that will right. build the confidence. But if you're building the system and then you pull back and then you give them, you pull back and you give them, the confidence will be destroyed. And it has a chance of not coming back. So they have to be able to say to Tua, we believe in you and we want you to succeed. And I feel like he has second guess. Like, I think he's second guessing also the organization because I don't think they know what they want to do, which makes it even worse for Tua in that situation. That's true. They were contemplating taking a quarterback in the draft this year. So clear that they don't exactly know what they want. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, I do need to get your predictions for the Buffalo Bills in the 2021 season. So it is a 17 game season. What is your prediction for our record? I want to say like 14 and three with mm-hmm. losses coming to Tom, but from coming from Tom Brady, possibly Kansas city. And. Who else do we play? Maybe New Orleans, but maybe 15 and two. Cause I'm not really scared of Carolina. I'm not scared of Houston, not scared of Jacksonville. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence has been overhyped way too much. Um, wow, hot take. I, I mean, I, my friend went to Clemson, and, like, she was like, yeah, no. I was like, no. I don't <laughs> – I think he'll be a good quarterback. I don't – I just – is it the hair that everyone's hyped up about? Like, and everyone's like, with 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 Trevor Lawrence, it's like, oh my god, he's not gonna, he's never lost a regular season game before. Okay, that was high school and college, not pro, where you're going up against men who basically, who no, not basically, who have the authority to assault you and injure you and not get charged for it. So literally, literally, and you're going up against men who are bigger, faster, stronger, and not gonna lie, but he doesn't always look that muscular. So he's not that big either. To me, he's like short compared, I mean, 
Yeah, compared to a lot of guys, he's short. He's small for me. Okay, but, so. But no, I'm not. So I'm we not got to Jack. So yeah, I will see that. So we got a 14 and three, possibly 15 and two season. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the peak as far as where we can go in the playoffs? Super Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? I'm going to say win. And because, I mean, I after the AFC Championship game this past year, I predicted that we would have a rematch of Casey and Buffalo in Buffalo for the AFC Championship mm. game. Okay. So, and that we would win. So that's that. And I, what I want to say is we would be going up against. I want to say either the Rams were possibly Tom Brady. Because Tampa basically. Okay. As much as I hate Tom Brady's headed to. What is it, an 11th? It'll be an 11th Super Bowl or something like that? Yeah. I don't think that man's ever going to stop until he gets all 10 rings. But (laughs) at some point, you just okay, we got to go. Like, you got to go, Tom. Like, go. Leave. (laughs) You force him out the league. (laughs) Just, Just go. Retire. You have enough money. Go. You've played enough. Go. And it's going to be hilarious to me watching Tampa Bay fall after they, after Tom Brady eventually retires. Just like New England did. Yep. And so, eh, yeah. Cause who do they have as their backup? The guy that came from like what? Stanford. Um, did, Tampa Bay. I think they have Josh Rosen, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's on a practice squad. No, he went he? to San Fran. Yeah, that's right. I feel bad for for Josh Rosen. He had like the worst deck of cards dealt to him. Yeah, he did. Uh, All right, so 17 game season. What are your uh, statistic predictions for Josh Allen? Now, last year, he had 45. Oh, okay, go ahead. I think he's going to hit it. I'm hoping. But that's what I think. And TD to interceptions. Maybe 40s. High 40s. And then for interceptions, I want to say less than 10. And I'm assuming MVP because that's. Uh, yeah. I was surprised um, Patrick Mahomes' fiance or whatever the heck she is didn't make a fuss that Josh Allen beat him and beat Mahomes in MVP voting because she just has an opinion on everything else. So <laughs> I'm I'm really petty. But. <laughs> There are just certain people on Twitter that should not be on Twitter, in my opinion. Everyone's free to have their own voice, but when you're being moronic, 
question. Dental okay, so speaking, dental speaking, speaking of Twitter, where can the people find you so that they can follow you on Twitter and get some more of your amazing things? You can find me at Brooke underscore underscore McBride. And I'm normally on there every day for a few minutes, maybe an hour and sometimes more depending on what my day looks like. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you uh, have an Instagram or is that the only place they can find you? Oh, you can also find me on Instagram and hang on. Let me look it up because I don't know that by heart because like I'm hardly ever on Instagram anymore because oh yeah so it's the same thing as my Twitter handle and I don't know okay. why I don't have the written down and I'm I hardly ever post on there but you'll you'll see some of the pictures of my horse so oh cool okay so we get to see your horses all right well again I want to thank you so much for joining us Brooke is <laughs> you are an amazing so guest Definitely have to do this again. Some some Absolutely. of the greatest hot takes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so thank I, you so I much. Have them a lot. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Justice General signing off. This is the Built in Buffalo Network. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, see you later.